Welcome, guys and gals, to the Man Talk Show and the last podcast of the year. Uh, this podcast is going to be a special one where I'm just going to basically recap with you the 10 lessons that I learned this year. And so these lessons are going to be my personal ones uh, with a little bit of story. And, uh, and, and after that, I'm going to share with you uh, a bunch of questions that you can use to prompt yourself to actually recap your entire 2018. And then next week, I'm going to share with you a bit of a structure on how you can start to create your 2019 and some of the questions I use. The questions that I give you at the very end of this um, will break down how you can recap your year and their prompts. Now, these are the prompts that I've used for myself. These are the prompts that I give to some of my clients. And these are the prompts that uh, I have shared with the men in the Alliance. So if you're wanting to start your year off right with an incredible group of men who will support you in creating your goals and bringing your dreams into reality in 2019, definitely give the Alliance a look. Uh, you can find it at mantalks.com forward slash the dash Alliance, or just go to mantalks.com and check it out there. So let's dive straight in. For, well, first and foremost, uh, for all the guys that are out there listening, don't forget to head on over to Facebook and join the Man Talks community. We've got a great group of men that are in there. And if you're already in there, thank you so much for being a part of the community. If you're tuning into this episode, I would encourage you to share uh, one of the podcast episodes from uh, this last year that you've really enjoyed with some of the men in that community, as a lot of the guys have been looking for some of their favorites. Uh, so you might want to share your favorite in the Man Talks community to really inspire some of the other guys uh, who are looking to bring 2019 in powerfully. So this one was this year was a really big one, and I think it was a big year for a lot of people. And I heard a lot of people saying things like, oh man, like this year was just, it went by so fast and I did so much and I don't know how the year is ending. And usually that's, that's kind of indicative of someone who has had a very busy year, uh, but also someone who maybe didn't take the time to slow down. So if you're one of those people that's out there listening to this episode and 2018 seemed to have gone by in a flash, maybe consider that 2019 should hold some more time for exploration and maybe a little bit more time for adventure and spontaneity and self-care and being able to take some time for yourself to meditate and reflect and maybe slow down a little bit. You know, our lives now nowadays are just inundated with the idea that we need to go nonstop, that we need to work nonstop, that we need to, you know, hustle. And we have messages from guys like Gary Vee, who I absolutely love. You know, I really respect the guy, having spoken on stage with him and, and worked with him before. Um, but sometimes those messages can cause a little bit of dysfunction in our life where we just go so heavily that we don't stop to take time and look at what we're actually doing, what the, the content that we're producing, the messages that we're putting out in the world, the work that we're doing within our company, within our profession, uh, how our relationship is going with our partner. And so sometimes we actually need to slow down a little bit. And based on uh, some of the messages that I've heard from people in the Man Talks community, in the Alliance, at the events that I've spoken at this year, and with some of the clients that I've worked with, I've noticed that a lot of people uh, are having this sentiment of, of everything just being so busy 
and the year having ripped past. So here's a few of the lessons that that I wanted to share with you. So I took some time over the last couple of weeks to really look back at my year. And I went through the questions I'm going to give you at the end of this podcast. I went through these questions and I answered all of them. And then I took some time every morning to journal about one lesson. So I did that for uh, two weeks. And I condensed them down into 10 lessons. So I'm going to share with you my 10 lessons from the year. I'm going to read them off and uh, maybe share a little bit more insight about them. But I would encourage you to actually share this, share these lessons uh, with, with someone in your life. And when you do the exercise, I would encourage you to share some of the lessons that you've learned with your spouse, with some of your friends, uh, or with some of your family members. So here we go. My big lessons. So number one. Uh, failure is not only a part of learning how to win the game, it's part of the direction leading you to a purpose. So failure is not only part of how learning how to win the game, it's part of the direction leading you to your purpose. Now, this was a big one for me this year because, you know, obviously I, I had uh, canceled the Real Talk Summit, which is a big conference that I had put on the year before, uh, which was hugely successful the year before. And, um, you know, it was a big, it was a big, I guess you could call it lost in some senses. I lost a good amount of money, that's for sure. Um, and, and took a little bit of a hit, but the reality was, is that I learned more. I, you know, I couldn't, I, if I had to go back, I would still pay that money to learn those lessons because they have fundamentally changed the way that I go through life and they have set me back on track in a very powerful way with my purpose. Uh, so number two. There's a time for battle and a time for allowing slash surrendering. Your gut knows which is the path of least resistance, while your brain will often choose the path of most obstacles. Hashtag ego fails. <laughs> so this one kind of coincides with the first one. You know, oftentimes we, especially as like A-type people, you know, if there's if my if there's my A-types out there that are listening to this podcast, uh, maybe you're one of those people that's just like you force everything. You just go, 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 go. You hustle nonstop. You don't believe that there that there is a problem that you can't solve. And so we're constantly in this space of trying to force. Um, but really, there is a time to battle. There's a time to push things. But there's also a time to allow, to surrender, to allow things to unfold naturally and organically. And your gut, your intuition is the part that knows the path of least resistance. That's the, that's the surrender. That's the allowing. And as men, part of our duty, part of our job in cultivating a deep sense of self-awareness and success and fulfillment and, and becoming the men that we know we're able to become is finding that counterbalance between our head, our hearts, and our gut. And, and we need to train ourselves to listen deeper, listen deeper to our hearts, listen deeper to our gut and our intuition. Uh, so cultivating that in the coming year might be something you want to tackle. Number three, women are not the enemy. Men aren't the enemy either. Now, this actually came out of running this podcast, out of social media, out of running the Man Talks community. I really started to see a lot of men and a lot of women who see the opposite sex, the opposite gender as the enemy. And it really has been shocking over the last year to see how many people have this internal dialogue or narrative that women are what's wrong with men. Women are what's crushing masculinity. Women and the feminist movement are, are hurting men. 
you know, the feminization of men and men too have this, you know, same, uh, similar, similar dialogue. They, you know, they really have taken that on. And then on the other side, you know, the belief that, that men are somehow the enemy of women, men are holding women back. Men are, you know, not on the side of women. And I've seen this battle happening, uh, ongoing for a really long time, but it's really come into, into the limelight in front and center over the last year. And so this is just a reminder that women aren't the enemy, men aren't the enemy either. And, and that really our work is to dig in internally and see why we are so triggered by the opposite sex, because we can learn something, we can integrate something, we can start to embody something more, more deeply when we're not threatened by the opposite sex. Number four, uh, if it's destroyed by the truth, it was meant to be destroyed in the first place. Now, in all transparency, this isn't my uh, quote. This is actually from Friedrich Nietzsche, um, who's a really incredible philosopher, and I would encourage you to uh, read some of his literature if you ever get the chance. Um, but this actually came out of my my own experience this year. Again, you know, when we when we have things fall apart in our life, whether it's a friendship or a career opportunity or relationship or whatever the case may be, sometimes those things are destroyed by the truth. And oftentimes we want to reject the truth, but there's a lesson in that. And that if it's destroyed by the truth, it's, it's meant to be destroyed in the first place. And, and we can accept, we can allow, we can surrender, we can uh, really learn and grow when we can see the truth in the destruction, when we can see the truth as something that uh, has come to enlighten us in some way, right? Because enlightenment is, is just the process of lightening, right? It's just the process of lightening. It's not some uh, esoteric place where we'll find ourselves sitting in commune with the Buddha or Krishna or Jesus. Uh, although that might happen for some of you while you are meditating, I'm not, I'm not sure. Uh, number five, you can be committed to the re- you can be committed to the reasons why it won't happen or you can be committed to the reasons why it will neither one is going to cost you anything in the moment but only one will make you pay a price you'll regret in the future so this is the idea that so many of us hang on to the reasons why things won't work and oftentimes when, when we hang on to those things, um, we manifest, we attract that which we have put our attention on. That's the way that our reality works. It's the way that our brain works is that it moves towards those things that it's focused in on. And so if we're constantly focusing in on, you know, the things that aren't working in our relationship and, you know, we're worried about the, the destruction or the end of our relationship, we're probably going to be a cause of that happening. And then we regret that. We regret, we look back and we regret having been the person who was constantly um, worried about and anxious about and um, reminis- not reminiscing, but just like holding on to the parts of our life that weren't, weren't necessarily working or, or believing that, believing the reasons why things weren't going to happen. And, and we regret those in the long run. Or we can shift our focus and we can be committed to the things that and the reasons and the understanding of why something will work. And then we can continually work towards that. And even if it doesn't happen in the long run, even if it doesn't unfold in the way that we want it to, or the way that we foresaw it uh, to be, we can still learn a lesson in that. And and at least in that space, we have been present to uh, the unfolding nature of life. And we've also been present to us putting the work in, doing the work, putting our best, you know, putting our best foot forward uh, and, and really being resilient enough to actually take action towards the things that we want. Number six, and this was a, this is a big one. Hope, believing, 
and faith are three very different things. Hope is wishing, often disconnected from action. Hope is pleasant, but often misses out on the direction we want to go because we are hoping something will happen that's out of our control. Now, belief, belief is different. Belief clings to evidence. Belief needs to be right. It needs to be validated and constantly looks for reasons why it is true, why that belief is true. And when people believe, they are often on a constant journey of looking for the evidence to believe that it's true or to be worried that their belief is somehow wrong or that there is a threat that their belief is wrong. Faith, on the other hand, allows. Faith lets go. Faith allows for us to work relentlessly towards our dreams, having a deep sense of optimism that it will work out as it is meant to. Faith, not in a religious sense, offers us the freedom we crave when creating the structure of our dreams. So that's the difference between hope, believing, and faith. And there's a great quote by Alan Watts that says, belief clings, faith allows. And so I would encourage you and invite you to look at your life and notice what you are clinging to believe, what you are holding on to believe, right? Do you, are you, are you trying so desperately to believe that you uh, deserve the, the promotion? Are you trying desperately to believe that that person loves you? Are you trying to believe that you deserve a, a specific, you know, um, goal to, to manifest itself in your life? Or do you have faith that that will work out and then you work towards it. You see, faith isn't just something that we have and then we do nothing about. Faith is actually a verb. Faith is something that we still have to do, right? It's still something that we have to work towards. And we have faith that that things will work out as they are meant to. Not blindly, right? That's that's a belief, right? That's a belief. And, and our brain constantly is looking for some sort of evidence that that thing will work out. Number seven. When men lack purpose, all else can seem hollow. They can resist commitment, feel rudderless, and sabotage the good things they have because they question whether or not they are even real. Remember, passion is the rocket fuel to your purpose rocket. Dedicate yourself to direction, not outcomes, and the rest will make more sense. So I'm going to say that last part again. Dedicate yourself to direction, not outcomes, and the rest will make more sense. You see, we live in this very goal-oriented culture. And I found for myself, and maybe this isn't, isn't applicable to everyone, but I found for myself, the more that I have focused in on a direction that I want to take my life, rather than very specific goals, right? Like, oh, I want to be a New York Times bestselling author. or Oh, I want you know my podcast to have 1 million downloads a month. You know, that that generally puts a lot of pressure on us to to perform and to go after a specific fixed outcome. And oftentimes how we get there is very ambiguous and very stressful. But if we focus in on a direction, a direction like I want to add as much value as humanly possible to the podcast that I create, well, that gives me a, a very clear direction and path that I can walk. And then there isn't as much pressure to have a specific number of downloads per month. Then there isn't a specific amount of pressure that is put on me daily worrying about and checking the numbers and checking the metrics. And so creating a direction in your relationship, 
in your purpose, in your work, in your health, in your mindset. Creating a direction is so much more powerful than simply creating an arbitrary um, goal that you're not really too sure you, you, you can actually reach or how you're going to reach it, right? So another example of this is financial. There's a lot of people that are going to be looking at the new year and saying, I want to make more money next year, right? I want to make more money. Well, what would the direction of that look like? Rather than saying, I want to make, you know, X amount of dollars, I want to make $100,000 or, you know, a million dollars next year. Rather than creating an arbitrary number, what would it look like to create a financial direction for yourself? Something along the lines of, I want to be the embodiment of abundance and save like never before. Okay, so great. So now you have the, the concept of abundance and saving. So those are two directions that you can actually walk in life. And then you can say, then you can kind of piece it down from there and say, okay, what would abundance look like? Well, I'd have to have an abundance mindset. I'd maybe want to leave $20 bills around the house so I remind myself that I'm in abundance. I'd also want to save more than I ever, ever have before. So if I was going to walk in the direction of savings, what would that look like? Well, maybe it would look like me setting up an automatic fund where every single paycheck, every two weeks or every month, a specific amount of money comes out of my account and into a savings account or into a stock account or some form of a uh, specific account. And and that's how I'm going to save more money than than ever before. So you kind of have the why, right? Here's what I here's what I'd like to accomplish. And then you also have the how of how you're going to do it. Number eight, <laughs> the advice we give is often the advice we most need to get. Get as in uh, get as in accept and implement ourselves. So another way of saying this is the advice we want to give is often the advice we most need to receive. And this is so true. You know, I see people out there that are just phenomenal uh, at, at giving advice. And you might know people like this, right? They're just, they're like the best advice givers in the entire world, but they seem to be just be garbage at, <laughs> at taking their own advice. And so if you're one of those people, look, I, I have the, so much love and respect for you. Uh, if you're one of those people, and even if you're not, my challenge and invitation for you is to take one piece of advice that you normally tell people, one piece of advice and actually implement it yourself. Turn it around on yourself and implement it. Number nine, when you're not sure what to do, do nothing. Literally nothing. Distractions kill the light of the action we know we need to take. Don't go on Facebook. Don't go on YouTube. Don't watch Netflix or scroll through photos or do some silly mindless task so that you can avoid sitting in silence. Sit in silence. Hear your thoughts. Listen to your intuition tune back into your body and what must be done will emerge out of being present in the moment. So I'm going to say the, 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 the part before, when you're not too sure what to do, do nothing, literally nothing. Distractions kill the light of action we know we need to take. Distractions kill the light of the action we know we need to take. That one is a big one. Now, if you are like me, I literally wrote this. <laughs> I have an app, Apple computer and there's a little program called Stickies and you can create these like little uh, yellow sticky notes on your computer. I literally opened one up one day after I wrote, I had written that down um, in, in my morning journaling and I had written down distractions kill the light of the action I know I need to take. And I wrote that out on a sticky note and I had it in big, bold letters on my computer. 
And whenever I would notice myself getting a distraction, I would go back to that sticky note. I would look at it and I'd say, okay, I clearly need to just sit in silence for a few minutes. And sure enough, I would sit in silence for two or three or five minutes. And eventually, out of nowhere, I would have the exact thing that I knew I needed to do. And it allowed me to move forward and take, and take healthy, positive action um, after taking a little bit of a break. Number 10, you're it. You're the one creating the problem. You're the solution to it. And you're also the one avoiding that all of that's true. So <laughs> this one came out of um, some incredible meditations that I have uh, been fortunate enough to do this year. And, um, and, and, and really, really a lot of the work that I do with my one-on-one -on -one clients is around helping them see how they are it, how they're the one creating the problem, how they're also the one uh, that, that could be a solution to it. And they're also the one that's avoiding that all that's true, right? It's so much easier to blame our partners, our spouses, our boyfriends, girlfriends, you know, son, daughter, dog, cat, family members, friends, bosses, like the person that cuts you off in traffic in the morning, the person that's trolling you on Facebook or Instagram, right? The person that's pissing you off in line at the Starbucks or wherever you go get your bougie coffee from, <laughs> your, your six or seven dollar uh, lattes. Um, it's easy to blame it all on them. It is so, so easy. And, and then there is also this incredibly disempowering mentality that comes along with blaming other people, with telling other people that they're the problem. And there is something that is so empowering to constantly remind ourselves that we're at, that we are creating a conflict with our partner, that we're creating a story about our partner, that we could show up in a different way and produce different results. That's the real challenge. That's the real game. That's the that's really resiliency. When we can take such ownership as to walk into our relationships, walk into our workplace, into our businesses, and take full unadulterated responsibility. And there is something to be said for the man or woman that can do so. Uh, so last but not least, the invitation here is to really take a look at your life and see what problems you are creating that you're avoiding to actually see how you already know the solution to those problems. Maybe you don't want to admit it. Maybe you're not ready to admit it. Maybe it seems terrifying to, to accept that truth, but notice that it is there and give yourself permission to honor it. So Here's the deal. Before I move on, I give you the 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 recap. Um, please, you know, forward this to somebody that you think is going to get some value out of this. Um, it really is. We don't do any marketing. We never spent a dollar on marketing. Um, but this podcast, obviously, you know, it, we put a lot of work into it. I put a lot of work into this podcast, each and every single episode I curate. And uh, I appreciate every, each and every single one of you um, being a part of this community. So if you got value out of this episode or one of your past episodes, uh, forward this on to someone that you know is a podcast listener that would get value out of this, that would love this conversation, and that would likely tune into this on a regular basis, or at the very least, uh, sit down and have a listen to it with them. So that's my, that's my one ask. Uh, and finally, the recap. So this is something that you can do with a friend, uh, with a partner, something that you can do solo. Uh, if you're in the Man Talks community, I encourage you to share your recap with the men there or forward it to someone 
in your life that you are accountable to. Really put some skin in the game, right? I've curated these questions. I know that they work. They produce incredible results. They will really put some skin in the game. So really share this exercise with someone in your life who you care about, who you respect, and someone who's going to hold you accountable. Now, caveat to that, if you do this with your partner, <laughs> know that uh, know that you are probably going to uh, be doing this in such a way where they are going to know um, some, some very uh, personal pieces. They're also going to be hopefully holding you accountable to those pieces. So uh, if you are open to sharing, make sure that you are open to feedback. Make sure that you're actually open to accountability. Oftentimes in relationships, when we do these kinds of exercises with our partners, uh, and then later on a week or two down the road, they hold, they actually hold us accountable to the things that we've said in some of these exercises. We get really defensive. We get really pissed off and we're like, oh, damn it. Like I knew you're going to use this against me. And all of a sudden our, you know, our story comes back and we get super defensive and all reactive and pissed off and we go on the attack. Uh, but just know that when you do share this with your partner, if you are with someone really great, they're going to hold you accountable to it. And it's going to be coming from a place of love. It's going to be coming from a place of wanting you uh, to be the type of man, the type of woman that you have said you want to be. So put some skin in the game and get somebody to join this conversation with you. So here are the, par- here are the prompts. Uh, if you're on the Man Talks email list, you will have gotten these via email. So you can check that. They will have gone out on Monday morning, January or December 31st, sorry. Uh, So you can check your email for these in written form. And they'll also be in the show notes. So if you want to have a copy, a written copy of these in the show notes, uh, you can grab them there. So here are the prompts for your yearly, for your 2018 year recap. This year, I was grateful for dot, dot, dot. This year, I was grateful for number two, the accomplishments I'm the most proud of are dot, dot, dot. The accomplishments I'm the most proud of are number three, where I feel like I failed is where I feel like I failed is number four. What I've learned from each of those failures is number five. This year I traveled to number six, some of my favorite memories from 2018 are number seven, how I pushed my edges this year was another way of saying that question is the edges that I pushed this year are all right. So that's all about your edges. Number eight, this year, what I'm the most proud of is number nine, what I am committed to continue doing or being in 2019 is. So that one can be about uh, a habit. Maybe you have been starting to journal or meditate every day. Uh, maybe you've been much more mindful of how you interact with your partner, uh, much more open in communication with your partner or in your work environment. Number 10, one conversation I'm proud of having this year was. Number 11, (laughs) one conversation I still need to have is. Number 12, if 2018 had a theme, it would have been dot, dot, dot. Number 13, the theme or intention I'm setting for 2019 is. 
And number 14, the one thing that I'd like to thank myself for is. So those are all the questions for the recap. This should give you a good idea of some of the things that uh, you did over the course of the year. Actually, I'm going to give you one more. I'm going to give you a bonus one, um, one that I actually journaled on for a few pages and found this to be really helpful. So number 15, I'm going to add in on the fly is the one thing I left on the table this year was. And that's where you can really be honest with yourself about where you may not have played full out, where you um, let an uncomfortable conversation escape you, where you maybe didn't show up as your best self, where you didn't accomplish a goal or a result that you'd set out to accomplish this year. And really do some digging, really do some digging in that area. Because the one thing that we left on the table is often the one thing that we can implement for our next year and produce the greatest results because it's the areas that we tend to avoid that lead us to the greatest growth. So team, thank you so, so, so much for joining me in 2018. If you, if this is your first podcast, if this is your 10th, or if you have been with me since the very beginning, um, I have so much love and respect for each and every single one of you. Thank you so much for tuning into this show. Uh, I'm going to have some incredible guests for next year. Please hit me up. Please share this either in the Man Talks community or you can share them with me personally uh, on Instagram or th- or through Facebook. And have an amazing year. Have a great close to your year. Here's to a healthy end of 2018. And I uh, look forward to speaking with each and every single one of you in the coming year, either in the community or uh, on Facebook, or on Instagram, or at one of the live events. Um, We're going to have some incredible uh, events coming up. Uh, Vienna and I are going to be doing some relationship work next year, and I'm going to be doing some live uh, men's weekends. So if you are wanting to do some some men's work over the course of 2019, uh, definitely stay tuned or hit me up because we are going to be, I'm going to be doing some incredible work uh, in collaboration with some really great men and solo. So we'll talk to you soon. Until next year. Bye.